Hey, everybody. My name is Rob Shear, and I'm the founder of a national nonprofit called Comfort Cases. I'm also an advocate for children in our foster care system, a public speaker, an author of a book, A Forever Family. But most importantly, I am the father of four amazing children. Hi, I'm Dana McKay, and I saw Rob on The Ellen Show, and when I realized his organization was based right here where I live, I knew I had to get involved. I'm also a social media consultant, a radio host, a podcast producer, and a mother of two children. See, our country's foster care system is shattered, and this podcast is about how we as a community can come together to bring about change, changing the system, and changing the lives of children in care. Welcome to the Fostering Change Podcast. We are so excited to be here back again. It's almost like here, but we're in front of microphones. I know. <laughs> yep. I think we were so excited to um, be able to to come back again and, and do another podcast. And, you know, I, I remember, um, Dana, you and I were talking the other day about what, what the podcast should be. And, and I think today that we really should focus on comfort cases and about the trash bag. And how we are eliminating trash bags. And for people who maybe don't understand, well, it's a trash bag. So what? Like I've moved a couple times and or a lot of times actually. And we put our clothes in a trash bag to carry them, you know, put them on the moving truck instead of using a box. But it's totally different when you're a child going through a traumatic experience and having a police officer come into your home and all you have is a trash bag to put all of your belongings in. You know, I have to agree with you. And by the way, I have had so many people reach out to me in the last five years since we started Comfort Cases, and they've actually said, well, what's wrong with the trash bag? I use them to move to my apartments all the time. And I'm like, really? Um, you know, the fact is, is that you're not a child. You know, as I was preparing for this podcast, I was doing some research, and I was absolutely shocked. First of all, I have to give a big shout out to my friend, Mike Thorne, who um, actually brought this to my attention. So, most people don't realize that we have over 200, 200 counties throughout the United States that have actually done some type of either banning plastic bags or charging a fee for plastic bags. And I was thinking to myself, why is this happening? Right. And we're talking about grocery bags or bags that you would get your takeout food in and stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, and by the way, I have actually seen kids with their belongings in those type of plastic bags as well, which is just so unacceptable. But here we have all of these states and counties that are banning plastic bags. And the thing that shocked me the most is just last year alone, last year alone, one state, one state, the state of California, they literally had $1.6 million in lobbyists on Capitol Hill to fight plastic bags. I couldn't believe it. I thought $1.6 million. Could you imagine? Could you imagine what we could do with $1.6 million here at Comfort Cases and for the kids that are in the system? Right. And we're not saying that it's not an environmental issue because obviously it is. And that's, you know, that's the motive behind 
banning the trash bags or putting a tax on them like here in Maryland where we live if you want a plastic bag you're, it's five cents a piece <laughs> so yeah it's not that that's not an issue but I feel like sometimes there's so much focus put on things like that when there are children who are suffering and being traumatized by carrying a trash bag and yet there's no big push aside from the work that you've done and some of the people that you have worked with have done to make this change so that children aren't having their stuff put in trash bags. You, you know, you're exactly right. And the whole reason I wanted to bring this up is because y- you just hit the nail on the head. You know, we're, we're sitting here seeing lobbyists spend all of this money to ban plastic bags. We see commercials about banning plastic bags. We hear and we can read about what plastic bags do to our environment. Now, I, I just want to read you this quick little thing. Plastic bags tend to disrupt the environment in a serious way, in serious ways. They get into the soil. They so slowly release toxic chemicals. They eventually break down in the soil with the unfortunate result being that animals eat them, often choke and die. Okay, so so that's what's happening to plastic bags. Now, let's talk about what plastic bags trash bags, black trash bags, due to the mindset of a child coming into foster care. We both saw the interview with Tiffany Haddish on the David Letterman special, where she talked about the trauma of carrying her things in a trash bag. And she said, when I got my first suitcase, I actually felt like I was going places after carrying her belongings in a trash bag for so long. And I think, you know, if you don't grow up with that, you don't understand just how awful it is to be basically told that you're garbage, you know, yeah. you're trash, you're car- here are your things in a trash bag. This is all you get. Well, you know what? I have to tell you, yep, going to do a little bit of name dropping. I love the fact I can call Tiffany my friend. Um, in February, Tiffany and Reese and I, we were in Vegas and I was love the fact she read our book of forever family but her and i actually talked about the trash bag and you know what it actually did to her and what it did to me and what it has done to so many children in the system you know hashtag no more trash bags we are pushing that like you would not believe and i you're right. I don't think people understand. You know, I would love to see our listeners take a challenge. Take a challenge. I'm all into challenges. You know, we had the ice bucket challenge, which raised, gosh, so much money. Tons of money. Tons of money. I think right now I just saw a challenge where it's the bottle cap challenge where people are trying to kick a oh. bottle cap off. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this is the challenge. Carry trash bag. Carry a trash bag. Carry a trash bag in the lobby of a hotel as you're checking in on vacation for the rest of the summer. Carry a trash bag as you're getting ready to go visit a friend. Put your belongings in there. And when I say your belongings, I want your clothes in there. I want your toiletries, if you have them, to go in there. And I want you to carry those trash bags. And then I want you to reach out to you and I, Dana. I want them to reach out to us and really let us know how did they feel and now imagine that being a child right and uh the the students in the future business leaders of america group in virginia they just won sixth 
place in San Antonio at Nationals for the Future Business Leaders of America for their project that they did for comfort cases or with comfort cases. And one of the things that they did to raise awareness of their project in their school was they carried their books and all of their belongings around in a trash bag for the day. And there's actually a video of it on our comfortcases.org blog, and you can see what they did. But it had an impact. It had a huge impact. You know, I I was very lucky that I got to... um, meet a lot of those students and talk to them after they did this video. And um, first of all, kudos to them. Sixth place, I I think there was um, a total of 190 applicants and they came into sixth place. So, you know, kudos to them for that. But what they told me of how they felt about carrying that trash bag. And I remember one particular young lady said to me, I never thought about it. I never thought about it. And she's like, and now... I can never stop thinking about it. Right. Well, that's how I felt when I saw you and Reese on the Ellen show. And I had no idea comfort cases even existed right here, you know, in my town. And the funny thing about that day was I always, I was on the radio and I always had the TV on in the studio and I never paid attention to it. It was muted, never, ever watched it. And for some reason, your segment caught my eye and I turned it up. And I just heard you talking about kids carrying their stuff in a trash bag. And I had no idea that that even was a thing. I had no idea. So it's most people don't know. It's not on our radar. We don't think about it. You know, it when when the movie came out, um, and hopefully most of you saw it, which was the new movie that talked about foster care. It wasn't the documentary, but it was called Instant Family. And um, I'll never forget, um, Reese and I were absolutely grateful to be asked to come to the premiere with the director and his wife, who actually wrote the movie. They were actually foster parents who adopted a sibling group. And in that movie, the young lady walks into to her new bedroom and she drops a black trash bag on her bed and the foster mother says what is that and the young lady says don't you know about the gucci bags that foster children carry oh wow yeah yeah, you know, afterwards I was I was lucky to we did a Q and A with with Sean and his wife and and, and um you know it, people always talk to me about I'm the I'm the trash bag guy and sure enough Sean was like you know and I I I brought up the fact that I wanted to thank him thank him for bringing awareness to the fact that kids carry trash bags and and let's 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 move ahead and talk a little bit about why they carry trash bags okay I want people to understand. Trash bags are not carried because somebody wants a child to think less of themselves. Trash bags are not carried because um, we as 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 you know leaders as government leaders we don't have the funds. Trash bags are carried because of convenience convenience. Right. And probably cost as well. Yeah. I would say cost is a huge thing, but convenience is probably the most. This is the thing we get all the time. I don't have room for comfort cases in my office. There's no room for storage. It's a lot easier to have a box of green, red, black, white, whatever the color trash bag is. It's a trash bag. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to have that box in your drawer, open up that drawer, pull out that trash bag, boom, you could what? I mean, what, but they come in like 90 in a box. I, I, you know, right. um, and so, so a lot of it's convenience. Right. And also for the back of a police car too. 
Because they're in the trunk. Exactly. You know, most people, I, I've heard people say, well, you know, it, it's the it's the family they're taken away from that starts them out in the trash bag. That's not true. That's not true. The trash bag actually comes in after that. Most of these kids are taken from their homes and don't even have an opportunity to grab any of their belongings. The trash bag comes in after that. When a social worker is giving them the trash bag, a police officer is giving them a trash bag. And again, they're not doing this because they're cruel and they want to, they're doing it because it's convenient. That's what they're given. Right. And it's the way that it's always been done. You know, I can tell you, um, I have been talking to people in the last five years since we started Comfort Cases, and I've talked spoken to people that, you know, and I'm 52. Um, I've spoken to people in their 70s that were in foster care, and they remember carrying trash bags. So this isn't something that we just started doing in the 90s or the 80s. This is something that has been happening from generation after generation after generation. And the thing is, is that we haven't ever stopped to talk about it, to say, wait a minute, how are we making these, you know, and that's why I loved when, when Tiffany was on the David Letterman show and, and she talked openly about how that trash bag made her feel and about how when she got her first suitcase, she felt like she was going somewhere. I want children to know when they enter the system, they all are going somewhere. And that somewhere is to a brighter future. You know, I want people to know that, you know, when we started this, we said, let's eliminate trash bags. We pulled some numbers together. And I'm just so excited to share these numbers. You know, first of all, in 2019 alone, so we started this charity in 2013. In 2019 alone, we have given out so far 16,696 comfort cases. Wow, that's amazing. That's that's 16,000. And what was the exact number again? 16,696 comfort cases have been given out throughout the country, all 50 states, D.C., Puerto Rico, that's how many cases we've given out just this year. Just this year. Right. And each one of those cases is for a child who's now going to know. Someone cares about me. Somebody wanted me to have a nice bag to carry my things. And, you know, we also have the new pajamas and the toothbrush and all of those things that are in there that give children a sense of dignity, a sense of hope, a sense of these are my things and I matter. Yes, yes. And to know that that's our number for 2019. But since we started this charity, we have given out 62,056 cases. 62,056 cases. And by the way, all my environmental friends, all my friends who want plastic bags to be eliminated, all my friends out there who want to save our environment, hey, 62,056 Comfort cases have been given out. That's 62,056 less trash Trash bags. bags. Right. Less trash bags. It's incredible. 
you know, two years ago, we started the Comfort XL program. Thanks com- to a donation from the Ellen Show and Samsonite, right? Yes. Love you, Ellen. Ellen, love you, love you, love you. She actually just posted our video, part of our video, the, I think it was last week. It that- was a week or two ago. Yeah, it just kind of popped up. Somebody sent it to me on Instagram, and I said, is that new? And she said, yeah, Ellen just posted it. And I went over and looked. And I couldn't believe it. Was. Yep. Couldn't believe it. Out of the, the literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people that Ellen gets to meet, the fact that we we were one of the like the five families that she chose. I, I again just so unbelievably grateful that that happened. But because of her, we started a program called Comfort XLs. Comfort XLs is our 32 inch duffel bag. If you haven't seen them, go to our website. These Comfort XL, these cases actually is what eliminates trash bags in the United States. Eliminates trash bags. You know, I'm always pushing for people to go to our website, sign up for the $10 a month donation, $10 a month. I know for a fact some of you who are listening to this, you went to that overpriced coffee shop. (laughs) You spent that kind of money this morning. If you get a coffee and a sandwich, you're at $13. (laughs) Exactly. So what I'm saying, $10 a month, you can help us absolutely eliminate trash bags by getting a Comfort XL program. Bag busters, be a bag busters. But in 2019, we have given out 11,116 Comfort XLs. That's on top of the Comfort cases. These Comfort XLs, they go into the trunks of police officers. They are in the trunks of social service agencies. They fold up to about the size of a book. So nobody can ever complain to me about space. Right. But what they truly are doing is doing what we've always wanted, to give dignity and hope to our foster youth. And so because of that, we have actually given out in two years 22,511 of those Comfort XLs. And I know if you're listening, if you go on and just please sign up for $10 a month, by the end of this year, we could double that number. Absolutely. Absolutely double that number. And if you do not know how important these cases mean to these kids who are in the system, who are walking into a place which, by the way, they didn't choose to do go there, Dana. You know, they were there because of other people. I think we should read some of the things that we've gotten, some letters that we've received. Right, definitely. Um, so this these are letters that have come from the different agencies that we work with that we send comfort cases to. And actually, I want to mention that if you work for one of these agencies and you want to request comfort cases or you know somebody who, who works there or is, their kids are carrying trash bags, you can go to comfortcases.org and there's a place for you to request cases. And we fill orders every single day. There are just huge boxes going out of here. So, And let's not, talk, let's not forget about those boxes that go out. So we actually are shipping these cases throughout our country. Our expense on a monthly basis just by what we're shipping right now is $10,000 a month, literally. And shipping. Shipping. That's how much we are paying UPS every single month to ship $10,000. And I'm going to remind all of our listeners, we have no corporate sponsors. We want them. We need somebody to help us underwrite this this shipping cost. It's it's absolutely bleeding us, but we're doing it. Ten 
$8,000 a month is what it's costing us to ship cases throughout the country. So if you know somebody who can, you know, help us underwrite the shipping costs, I'm telling you, we will be able to even send more cases. But that shipping, we really need help. But yeah, let's read one of these these letters that we've received. And this is why we keep doing it. Um, Your comfort cases are truly making our children and youth feel special. One case, a woman's med that was assembled by Shana, according to the card, because each comfort case has a card in it, you know, so that they know that there was a person that was doing this for them. So it's very personalized. Um, Assembled by Shana is a situation that immediately comes to mind. The comfort case was given to 13-year-old Brianna, who had to be placed into a local mental health hospital due to self-harming behaviors. Brianna is in foster care, and these children are always aware that they are without their families, even in hospitals. Brianna was having a very difficult time the first couple of days at the hospital as she felt alone and forgotten. To cheer her up, Brianna's caseworker contacted me for help in finding something that would let her know she wasn't alone. I happily provided a comfort case for Brianna as she came into foster care before we began receiving the cases. Brianna's caseworker let me know that Brianna loved the items in the case and cried when she read the card in the book signed by Shayna. Brianna happily wears her velvety PJs and uses the journal provided to write down her thoughts and feelings as she works to get better. Thank you so much for showing Brianna that she isn't alone or forgotten. She matters. She matters. She matters. You know, I, I'm actually, I have goosebumps right now I, i'm getting choked you know, up reading this yeah. yeah i i and i've read that one several times i you know i think about that little girl brianna i think about you know um how she felt you know what she's been going through i mean you know the fact that these kids do self-harming to themselves, um, so many people don't understand that these kids truly suffer from trauma that we could never imagine, never imagine. And the fact that she got her comfort case, she got her velvet pajamas, she got her journal, and she really got the opportunity to know what it felt like for someone to let them know she mattered you know it's just like I said there's just nothing it that I could ever think about that I could ever do that could make my heart more warm than when I read cards and letters that come in like that you know here's another one Dana that that we got and we just got this one you know only a couple of months ago and we get letters and like I said, emails, letters. And again, if you're an agency and you have received these cases and you have stories to tell, we want to hear them. We as human beings connect by stories. We connect by stories, you know, and I think it's important that we tell these stories. So so here's a story. It's from St. Anne's Center for Children, Youth and Families. Um Thank you for your donation of 25 extra-large duffel bags, Comfort XLs. St. Anne's Center for Children, Youth, and Families, your partnership in our work is a blessing to the families we serve. Just recently, we celebrated the success of one of our Hope House mothers. See, these are mothers who come into the system that are pregnant, and um, she was able to move on to an independent living after being at St. Anne's for two years. Martha came to us when she was six months pregnant and homeless, afraid of not having a place to live when her baby arrived, and she sought us out after hearing about someone who had been at St. Anne's a year ago. 
Martha found the home she needed. She was relieved to have easy access to prenatal care, and we rejoiced with her at the birth of her healthy baby boy three months later. You know, I, I'm going to stop there for a second because I want people to understand that that we talked about this and we'll continue to talk about reunification is so important. Support for children with their mothers is so important. So just because this young lady, you know, had the struggle she did doesn't make that she was going to be a bad mom. And so I'm so happy to hear how they were rejoicing about the birth. See, she took advantage of the financial literacy and life skill classes that was offered to her. And with the encouragement of St. Anne's Education Employment Counselor, she began taking classes online as well. Martha was so excited as she prepared to move to her new home, and she expressed gratitude for the opportunity St. Anne's provided for all the encouragement she received from staff and for the friendship she made during her time. Through this donation, Martha was able to transport her stuff with her Comfort XLs. We've also been using some of the duffel bags and filled them with housewarming items for all of the new moms as they move into their permanent apartments. Thank you, Sister Mary Batter. That's just amazing. It is really amazing. And people can help to let us continue this by being a bag buster. Just $10 a month makes that much of a difference in someone's life. It's a huge difference. And you know, again, we think about kids who are in the system and we think about these young kids, but you know, these are also 16, 17, 18, 19 year old children, you know, as well who need us. They truly need us. They need the comfort cases. They need the comfort XLs. They need the baby bags that we do. And again, you know, $10 a month, $10 a month. That is not a lot of money. You know, I was looking on our Facebook as, as um, I was checking something out and I, and I saw that we have almost 78,000 followers on Facebook. Could you imagine if each month, each month, each one of them gave $10? I wouldn't need a corporate sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And we could, and you could do, there would be more things that you could do too. Oh my gosh. There's so many more things that we could do. You know, we, and, and we're going to have a whole segment about the aging out process right? because you know that I I can't wait for some of the guest speakers that we're going to be having with us. You know, some of our guests who are going to talk about aging out and mentoring, but so much more comfort cases we could do. You know, if you're part of that 78,000 that are following us, you know, think about five bucks a month. Think about five bucks a month. Think about the fact that your $5 a month, your $10 a month, your $25 a month truly is going to make a difference in a child's life. You know, it really is going to make a difference. You know, we're going to talk about nonprofits too, eventually on one of our shows. And I tell people all the time, look at their 990s. Most people don't know what a 990 is, but a 990 really shows you where the money goes. Mm -hmm. And you will see here at Comfort Cases, that $10 a month, it's going to help these children, right. not for admin fees, not for overhead, not for salary, but to really, really help. Right. And I've actually, my husband and I kind of got into looking at what different charities do. And some of the really big ones, you would be surprised 
for a nonprofit at how much money the people are making and how much of it goes to marketing and all that kind of stuff. And it really made me think about where I'm putting my dollars. And I love supporting comfort cases and some other local charities because I know that the money is going to actually help people. It, you know, and that's exactly right. You know what, Dana? I think we have one more we do, letter yes. that I'd love for you to read. Okay. And this one comes from um, CASA, which is Child Advocates, and they help um, children in the court system, correct? Yes. Yeah, so let me tell you, CASA, uh, love you, CASA, as you're listening to this. I know we have lots of followers that, that are CASA. CASA is actually a volunteer organization. These are people who actually volunteer to basically be an advocate support for a child who's in the system. You know, in the state of California, New Jersey, um, Virginia, those are, are our biggest CASA states for comfort cases. We have such an amazing relationship with them. And so they really are our eyes and ears years when it comes to children who are in the system. They're the ones who are really making sure that the social workers are making sure that the cases are getting to the children. And um, CASA has just, like I said, I, I, I've said this in so many speeches. One, wow, if CASA was there when I was a kid, I couldn't imagine. And number two, CASA wasn't in D.C. when we adopted our children, and now they are. So, I, you know, if you have not heard about CASA, please, please do your research because it is one organization that is absolutely – they're doing wonders for these children. So it's like they're kind of keeping the social workers and the system in check. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I – <laughs> You know, one thing I love about you, Dana, is you always say exactly like it is. And so you're exactly <laughs> right. They are keeping them in check. Okay. You know, I was actually having a meeting with a CASA um, volunteer the other day. And she said to me, she said, you know, Rob, she says, I looked at the social worker and I said, I know for a fact that you would not allow your child to be in that home, but you're allowing that little girl. Right. Yeah. They're ones there to go to the court systems and say, this is a mistake. Mm -hmm. This is a mistake. Well, and it's so important because we see these stories, and I just saw another one the other day where kids are given back to their parents despite knowing that they shouldn't be there, and then it ends up in a tragedy. Oh, an awful tragedy. You know, it, it, we talk about this a lot, reunification, 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 and I am a reunification believer, but only if it's healthy, only if it's healthy. I'm too... I'm I'm not too. I know I'm I'm so concerned that we are doing reunification because we want our numbers to look better. I'm serious. We want our numbers to look better. You know, and the fact is is that a lot of children out there should never be reunified. So I think it's very very important, very very important that we make sure that you know, we are putting kids back with reunification when when the parents are ready. But at the same time, we're not going to wait forever. And again, that's going to be a whole other story about reunification. But yeah, right. let's hear what this story says. Okay. We received our order from your agency, and we could not be more thrilled. In 2015, our CASA program started to raise funds to purchase comfort cases for our foster children that we serve. As CASA sees firsthand the emotional state that these children are in when we are introduced to them shortly after they have been detained from their families. It was very obvious to us the need to soften in any way possible the trauma that the children were experiencing. 
We purchased the cases and the contents to fill for the older kids and provided cases for the younger children with a blanket teddy bear and coloring book. We give them to Child Protective Services and they keep them in the trunk of their car so that they're available when they go to a home for an evaluation. We are committed to alleviate in any way the trauma that these children experience as they are taken to a foster home, and a trash bag certainly is not the way they should carry their belongings. When Arcasa meets their child for the first time, if they have not received a case from CPS, they will give them one from our office inventory. Partnering with Comfort Cases allows us to use our time as we should with direct services to our clients instead of trying to raise the funds. The contents you provide for the younger children are wonderful, and the larger cases for the older children allows them to carry so many of their personal items. We are so grateful to your organization, Ellen DeGeneres and her wonderful donation, and Samsonite for making these wonderful bags available. We have had high school students donate their time to decorate the cases, and this raises the awareness in our community for the difficulty foster children experience. Wow. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that I clarify that because as I was reading it, that when they were paying for comfort cases, they meant they were paying on their own to do their own kind of packing parties and doing all the supplies. Our comfort cases are paid for by the donations. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. And most people don't realize that, you know, social workers are paying this out of their pocket. Oh, yes. They're paying this out of their pocket. Yep. You know, I, I we're, we're coming to a close for t- today's podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. You know, a couple of things I, I, I want to make sure that we reiterate is, you know, visit comfortcases.org. Um, you know, really see how you can get involved being a monthly donor. I mean, that that is something we truly need. But, you know, as you're listening to this podcast, share it share it, comment, give reviews, let us know what you think. And by the way, constructive criticism, best criticism we could ever get. Yeah, we are totally fine with that. We want to make this podcast the best that it can be and attract the most listeners and and just share our information and spread the word and raise awareness. You know, chances are you might be listening and you know about what's going on. That's why you're here. But a lot of your friends and family members probably have no idea what's going on in the foster care system. And I know for a fact, because I, I, I experienced it myself, and I know Rob has told me as well, that when people know what's going on, they want to help. They, their awareness is raised of it, and they know that there are so many children in our system that are suffering and just going through this awful experience of receiving a trash bag and all the other things. And once people are aware of it, then they want to help. And you're right. You're exactly right about that, Dana. You know, and, and you know, it's we need to educate our public about this. You know, it was so it, it, you know, I, I'm a true believer that things happen for a reason, you know, and so knowing that we were um, getting ready to record this particular episode uh, about trash bags, I was absolutely shocked this morning when the first thing that I did after getting my cup of coffee was I pulled up my Facebook page, you know, as you know, our charity was built on social media. And so, and I was absolutely shocked. This is what was tagged on my Facebook page today. A woman posted this. Yesterday, I had the pleasure of picking up an 11-year-old foster child in E-Town. Hopefully, first of all, I'd like to say we're going to start trying to change our language. It's children in care, but I'm just going to read this verbatim. Um, Yesterday, I had the pleasure of picking up an 11-year-old foster child in E-Town and bringing him to Bowling Green so he could move in with, hopefully, his forever family. His Wednesday's wonderful kids worker drove all the way from Covington to Louisville just to pick him up, then brought him to me in E-Town. 
When I met them at the Safe E-Town parking lot, the worker, who was amazing, by the way, helped load up this child's clothing and all of his belongings. This child had two large black trash bags. Trash bags. All this 11-year-old, almost sixth grader, the clothes that he wore, the only nice shirt that he had, the books he loved to read, maybe a game he plays, his favorite thing, the things he used to live his life came in two trash bags. Two trash bags. See, I used to get furious as a foster parent knowing it's against our agency's policy to pack belongings in trash bags, but they did. You know, it's kind of hard for me to continue reading this because... I think about that 11-year-old boy this morning, and I've thought about him all day today. You know, I was 12 when I went in the system, sixth grade, you know, carrying that trash bag. I don't think anybody realized what damage it did to me. But I look at this post, and I think about this little boy and how this did not have to happen. Did not have to happen. So he... It started his journey with two black trash bags. You know, we as humans have to do better. We have to do better, Dana. And I want this little boy to know that, you know, he won't hear this today, but one day he will. And I want him to know that that trash bag doesn't have to define him doesn't have to define him. And if we don't be better humans, then we're going to make sure that these trash bags do define these kids. So we've got to change. Please, I'm asking you, go to comfortcases.org. Please spread the word. No more trash bags. Thank you. Dana and I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Fostering Change podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Comfort Cases. And check out the Fostering Change blog at comfortcases.org. So everybody, we want to hear your stories. So reach out to us if you would like to be a guest on the podcast. You can find me on Facebook at Rob Shear, Instagram at Rob underscore Shear, and on Twitter at Rob Shear 6. And please share this podcast and leave us a review. Remember, we're all part of the same community. Your zip code, it's not your community, but it's our human race. Let's all make a difference.